The blindfold was removed, allowing her to see her captors. And for the first time after this, she was given daily lessons on her duties, especially weapon drills. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, everybody. All right, let's get going this week. Cass, what's the weather like in Portland? Oh, it's been really, uh, what I like to say is nice weather, which is very kind of chilly, 50, 60 in the morning, and then it heats up by like, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock to like 70, 80, which is my perfect kind of weather. Kind it's of nice weather. and nice and sunny. You can see the sun reflecting mm-hmm. on my wall back here. I love nice. this weather. Nice. I We've been wait. having like really cold nights, but then it's been getting warm during the day. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Jess? How's the weather there? It's it's good. Same as you. Cold nights. We had a night that was down to 30 and Matt decided to leave our windows open that night. So it was chilly uh, night in, oh. in our house. And I said, hey, you forgot to shut the windows. He said, no, I wanted to leave them open. What? Um, yeah. I don't think he realized. Is this the same <laughs> I know? Yeah, I know. I don't think he realized that it was supposed to get so cold. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was a little chilly and I kept thinking, I woke up and I was like, oh man, it is cold, which we hadn't turned on heat on yet. So I'm like, oh, it's just, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. And then the next morning I woke up and I'm like, yeah, it's like frosty outside and our windows are open. Perfect. So. <laughs> good. Good. Got all well, bacteria out of the house. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, before we get going, um, please, people, if you hit that like button, it helps us out a great deal. And um, subscribe to us. Comment. Suggest us to other folks so they can subscribe to us. Um, mm-hmm. Email us at the family school of thought at gmail.com and everywhere else you can find us. I won't make Cassie tell us this week, but everywhere else you can find us. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's the same okay. as last week. Uh, Jess, you got any facts for us today? Mental Floss Amazing Facts Calendar. So, did you guys know cemeteries were a popular picnic spot in the 19th century America? No. I feel like I did know that because there's a lot of like uh, paintings from that time where it looks like a picnic scene, but it is in a cemetery. Yeah. And I feel like I just recently read somewhere where it's like it's pretty common in other countries to just go and like hang out and like have a picnic or hang out and talk or whatever with a group of people in a cemetery. So thought it was interesting. Amazing facts of the day for that. Um, okay. Also, I'm probably an to- oddball, but it, I like going to cemeteries. I think they're kind of cool yeah. to go through. I think so too. They're peaceful. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't ever want to be buried. I kinda of don't. Not a good art. Yeah. I uh I like going and looking at the tombstones, I guess. But mm. I feel like no, it's like the older tombstones are there, but like, I feel like it wasted time and money now. But 
you know, for now, for people that are dying today. But um, also usually, another amazing fact. Oh, go ahead. There's usually, you know, really good artwork and statues and uh, mausoleums or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Enjoyable to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But and that's okay, so good. like another thing though too is like they you know most most headstones and stuff they don't do the art or like the statues that they used to you know so it's all you're not really allowed to, it's all like flat on the ground right wow. yeah so it's not really anything to look at really cool but yeah so the other amazing fact that I have this week is according to some estimates the average American spends. So much on coffee. Let's take a guess on what everybody thinks. The average American spends six dollars coffee. No, I'm sorry. No. Per, no, per year, per year, each year. Oh, okay. Add ten thousand. Yeah. No, Ooh, 10, let me think about this. I'm gonna say about five hundred dollars a year. No, <laughs> I don't. I probably drink. More coffee than anybody here, but I don't spend that kind of money. No, because you think about it, like, even if you buy a, like, I don't know, a bag of coffee, it's like $6. Well, I'm thinking right. that's like and every week. Yeah, I'm so thinking, though, people that like stop at Starbucks spending... and fancy coffee places. No, no, oh, it's way just... more than that. Yeah, just I, so the average American spends so much on, and it, I guess it doesn't say a coffee shop or elsewhere wise, but I was thinking the same, like, it's that you buy your bags of coffee or your K-cups and you, what you make at home as well as, it, you know, what you pick up in the in the coffee shops. Mom, what was what your guess? I would say it's got to be roughly $15,000 a year. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 1500 are you making? <laughs> Well, I that's, said ten thousand, so she just left me. That's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah I agree, Mom. Because I spent okay. ten thousand dollars in just probably milk. Cream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So according to some estimates, so I don't know. This is amazing. The mental floss, amazing fact. But the average American spends eleven hundred dollars a year on coffee. Ooh. Eleven hundred. Wow. Eleven hundred. I mean, that no. seems really cheap to okay. me because the guy. You were right there. I thought, no, I said I 10, thought 000. so too. She's, oh. Yeah, 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that seems cheap to me. Was, that's what I thought too, especially like, I don't know. I drink, well, I, I think, and this is maybe just because per person, I it's just average American, but like I drink one to two cups of coffee a day, mm-hmm. you know? So. I don't drink that much, but I would think that I spent more than that. Yeah, that seems. Well, I drink a lot of coffee. I drink it all day long, but I drink it at work. I get it for free. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe. I, yeah. I, 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 we make coffee here at home every morning, and if I stop anywhere to have it, I love McDonald's coffee. So that's usually where I go, and that's a dollar. But and I know with... lots of people spend six, seven, eight dollars for a yeah. cup of coffee. I was gonna say you, know? you just want. And you guys, I guess you have to think too, because like we buy coffee, we use creamer in our coffee, both Matt and I do. 
but this is just for coffee, so it doesn't include all the extras. That's true. It, it doesn't go into detail, so that's where we can kind of go from there. It's just for right. coffee. Right. I know people spend a lot of money on coffee. Yeah. The people I know and work with, you know, they'll stop spending seven, eight dollars for a cup of coffee on the way in. I'm not. I'm too cheap for that. Yeah. Yeah. I do it every once in a while, but I don't do it every day. Because I know the same, like, people will go to Big B Coffee, which is a Michigan coffee place. Mm -hmm. And Starbucks. Big um, but, you know, people that go to Big B every morning on the way to work. And that's they opened they another Big B. Yeah, opened another Big B right in town by Definitely. you. Another one, mm -hmm. and it's right, you're parked, you know, they're around the block every morning getting their coffee. Yeah. Well, that one's is that the one that's right where the yeah. ice cream yeah. is? Right. Right. Yep. And it's, it, but it's a drive through only. So that, right. that's right. That too. So, yeah. I, and that's another thing I wouldn't do is staying in line out or sit in the drive through all morning to get my coffee. Well, they also serve food. Big B does, it's kind of like Starbucks where they yeah. do serve, yeah. they have a menu. They serve food. They have really good That's donut holes. Yeah. Of course, we have said in many lines waiting for Diet Coke. I can tell you that. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long line is for that. Hey. Okay. All right. Cash, you got a song for us? I do. Okay. I'm pretty sure you guys all know this song fairly well. Uh, this is Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Love that yeah. song. Love it, love it, love it. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's a really good song. And it's, again, it's one of those songs that's got a very upbeat tempo. You think oh, it's really nice. It's a terrible song. Well, it's not a terrible song, but it is about a terrible incident. Um, so the title of the song, Shiny Happy People, actually comes from uh, propaganda uh, ads that came out of China in 1989 because of protests that happened um, on, on it, it said shiny, happy, well, it translated to shiny, happy people. Um, but it actually dealt with, it was, uh, I, I might pronounce this wrong, but the Tiananmen uh, Square protests or the fourth, June 4th incidents where China, um, until in 1989 when the Chinese government uh, declared martial law against them uh, and basically it massacred them. Um, yeah. The death that. toll was in the several hundreds uh, and even most people believe up into the thousands just because they believe the Chinese government may have hit a lot of the deaths that happened. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, this song, right. which is yeah, Shiny happy that. people. Yeah, how, what the, song? the song, the title in general is the basically after this massacre happened, Chinese propaganda like ads basically had this title of shiny happy people. We're shiny happy people. We're all happy and fun, and nothing's wrong here. Uh, and so basically, REM took that and made a song about it. And even in the song, the lyrics are shiny happy people holding hands in a line. Oh, um, so you it know, really is kind of right after, or it was like right two, about. So it was two wow, years wow. after this incident. That the wow. song. Was I bet released. you for ten years. I bet you for ten years, like mid nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, 
I use that in all my ads of hiring people, you know, seeking shiny, happy people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I use that a lot in my hiring practices. Well, yeah. And that's um, like the thing about, uh, I think a lot of like late eighties, nineties songs is it really was kind of trying to get a message across about the hardships of life in this like pop beat. So it could get on the radios and get the message to be clear mm-hmm. um but that's not to say i think the um i think his name's michael i'm sorry dad you might know this better than i do um michael, michael stripe the he wrote, who wrote the song said that he actually right. kind of uh regrets making it so poppy because he didn't realize how big the song was gonna get and like it kind of it was just supposed to be this like you know uh message to like i've I witnessed this happen and i feel like it's wrong uh and then he just kind of made it to he calls it really fruity and kind of bubblegum pop right right so this was yeah, really supposed did, to be like that b-side like yeah he didn't plan that yeah it wasn't supposed to like really be a popular song right right and he didn't like the song because he thought it was kind of corny and you know but it was a big hit yeah mm-hmm no. But it also has Kate Pearson from the B-52. So, I, yeah, I mean, I if you're going to put somebody on there, yeah. you got to know it's going to be a popular song. That yeah. was so exciting when that show, when that video come up. Because, of course, <laughs> I love B-52s, too. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was really something. Yeah. There you go. That's your creepy song for the day. Great song. Good, good memories. I'm going to get my REM stuff out tonight. And my story fits right into that because um, my story is about Patty Hearst. You know who she is? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The name is familiar, but now I'm Patty Hearst on everything, um, so. became a household name hmm. in 1974. There was no bigger story about this situation. And um, I mean, people literally watched it every day, every Sunday. Hmm. We talked about it in church and prayed for her safety. And um, so, let me just kind of get started and but i'm just saying back then it was like one news story at a time and they literally took over the world yeah. you know this movie. so so patty hurst uh born in 1954 she is the granddaughter of american publishing magnate william randolph hurst um she first she first became known um following her 1974 kidnapping by the and let's see if I can't mess up this name. Um Simbi Sibin on is no let me Sibanese. Sibanese, yes, thank you. <laughs> Sibanese Liberation <laughs> Army. Um which sounds like a big name, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You know what right. Sibanese means? Cass, you know what it means? Um uh, it's not even a real word. It's not no, even a real word. They just made it up. Um, it is supposed to be like synchronized, their version of a synchronized army. Okay. But they just made the name up. It doesn't even exist. Sibanese Liberation Army. Um, she was found and arrested 19 months after her kidnapped, after her, um, being kidnapped and abducted by... Um, and by this time, she was a fugitive wanted for serious crimes committed with the members of the group. At her trial, 
the prosecution suggested that Hearst had joined the SL, SLA, that they went by those initials anyhow, um, on her own. Instead of being kidnapped, they accused her of joining the group on her own. Um, you know, she was um, obviously an heir to the um, Hearst published. Right. You know, so she was a, a, you know, a typical white, rich, entitled girl, you know, and mm -hmm. um, went to, uh, uh, she was only 19 at the time. And so it's a very, the story can go either way. Either way is very believable. They kidnapped her and turned her into this person, or she joined just being a rebellious teenager, you know. So um, at the time of the trial, the prosecution suggested that Hearst had joined the um, SLA on her own. In 1976, she was convicted of the crime of bank robbery and sentenced to 35 years in prison, later reduced to seven years. Um because of Jimmy Carter, um, took it down to seven years. And then Bill Clinton totally exonerated her from that. That was his last thing he did in office was exonerated her from that. So she was free of that. So um, Hearst's grandfather, William Randolph Hearst, created the largest paper, newspaper, magazine, yeah. and newsreel and movie business in the world. Her great-grandmother was a oh man, I always mess up. Flampa. Philanthropist. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Phoebe Hurst. The family was associated with the immense um, political influence. So they, this family had a lot of political influence. Mm -hmm. Another reason why they chose her to kidnap. Mm -hmm. um, Patty was born uh, February 20th, 1954 in San Francisco, California. And she was currently um, at the University of California when she was kidnapped. She had an apartment with her then um, fiance, um, Steve Wood um, was her, uh, Steve Weed was in her apartment at the time. And he kind of like booked out the back door and let her get kidnapped, you know, which was kind of weird. Um, on February 4th, 1974, 19-year-old, Hearst was kidnapped from her Berkeley apartment, a small urban guerrilla left-wing group called the SLA um, claimed responsibility for their abduction. So Sibonese uh, um, Liberation Army sounds like a large group, doesn't it? It just sounds like there'd be a lot of people. Guess what? There was 12 well, people in the group. 12 people. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, obviously the Sibonese part is like kind of the moniker, but adding Liberation Army to anything is very, very popular. In like even, you know, the Shiny Happy People incident that I was talking about, they were called the uh, like Chinese Liberation or like Student Liberation Army. So like, well, I feel like yeah. that it kind of adding that little ending kind of makes it sound very worldly because there's so many liberation armies right well that um i'm still gonna get the name wrong Sibonese. that's not even a real word they just totally made that up all you know altogether. it didn't even mean anything you know um mm -hmm. just to make it sound important and what they really found oh, out i don't know if i'm kind of skipping ahead on this was this group was really a bunch of actors and so this was really kind of just like a 
you know, a production they were putting out. And everything they did was to make them sound really big and tough and powerful. And they were really just a bunch of actors out of a college. But anyways, mm -hmm. I'm probably skipping ahead. Um, according to the testimony at the trial, the group's main um, interest was to leverage the Hearst family for political influence to free two SLA members who had been arrested for killing in 1973, Marcus Foster, the superintendent of the Oakland um, Public Schools, after the state refused to pay the men or refused to free those men, the SLA um, decided they were going to take Patty Harris for captive. So they killed the first black superintendent, and their whole goal was to. Um, uh, feed the poor. You know, they really had, actually, they really had no real agenda. You know, they were just kind of making it up as they mm -hmm. went. Like I said, they were a bunch of acting people, so they just were so kind of like really playing think, this whole game. Do you think that she was in on this as part of the act? Well, like let me get to it. Let me get to it. Because, like I said, you could really go both ways. I don't think anybody has really decided one way or another to this day. But anyways, so, um, so they, they decide um, the state they they wanted the state to step in and free these two men who killed this superintendent. The state said, "Forget it. I don't know who you guys are, but get out of here. We're not going to mess with you." So they decide they're going to kidnap Patty Hearst because of the influence, political influence her family had and the money they had. And the, their demand was that they wanted seventy thousand dollars worth of food for each needy person in the state of California. So they wanted to give each needy person in California $70,000 for This was food. their ransom. <laughs> so they figured out it would cost like $400 million to give, to do this, right? They were so dumb. They, they didn't even like stop and figure out what, how much this would, you know, what this would entail. So, uh, her father, who really was the second generation of the Hearst, so you know his father really mm -hmm. did all the work. He was just kind of a, you know, good time Charlie. He really had no responsibilities, but he gets on TV and he says, "Well, they take out a loan for two million dollars and decide to buy two million dollars worth of food for the um, poor people in the Bay Area," um, and they called it Project People in Need. Well, of course, it just went spiral out of control and was just a big bust. And so um, they refused to release Patty, you know, because it didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. So according to her later testimony at her trial, she was held for one week in a closet, blindfolded and with her hands tied. During this time, the SLA founder, Donald DeFreeze, repeatedly threatened her with death. She was let out for meals, but still blindfolded and began to join the group's political discussions. Okay, so she was in there for a week after week. They decided to let her out, um, but she still, they still kept her blindfolded, but she was allowed to, like, participate in their discussions they're having. Um, she was given a flashlight for reading uh, the SLA political tracts and memorizing. So, you know, they did give her a flashlight. 
go back to her closet. But that was only for her to memorize the, the word tracks that they had for their organization. Hers uh, was confined to the closet for weeks. She said, DeFreeze told me that the war council had decided or was thinking about killing me or me staying with them. And that I better start thinking about it and its possibilities. So they started saying, yeah, you better start thinking, do you want us to let, you know, you want to join our group or do, do you want us to kill you? <laughs> so um, April 14th, uh, or, or April 1974, Hearst said she had been offered a choice of being released or joining the SLA. So now she's been offered the choice. You can go home or you can join our group. This is up from her. When asked for her decision, Hearst said she wanted to stay and fight for the SLA. The blindfold was removed, allowing her to see her captors. And for the first time after this, she was given daily lessons on her duties, especially weapon drills. Um, Angelina Atwood told Hearst, one of the other members, that, um, that she should know of what sexual freedom was like in the unit. According to her lawyer, Hearst was raped multiple times by William Willie Wolf and later DeFreeze. So now she joins the group on her own, and these two guys are raping her because they wanted her to learn her sexual freedom. Um, on April 3rd, 1974, two months after she was abducted, Hearst announced on an audio tape that she had joined the SLA and had taken the name Tanya. The audio tape was released to the media. This I remember very specifically because, like I said, this is a daily news story every day about this girl that's got kidnapped and you know and they're talking about this sla like it's some you know big organization you know nobody knew it was only 12 people they thought it was like a whole army of people you know and and she releases this tape that says i'm fine but and she specifically told her mother because her parents were like giving them interviews in the news and stuff she told her mother that she looked silly wearing this black dress and that um she needs to stop worrying about them she is you know here for the fight for the sla and her name is tanya now so she openly puts out a tape in the saying she belongs to this group and that um they need to stop trying to find her on April 15th, 1974, Hearst was re recorded on a surveillance video wielding a M1 carbine while robbing a Sunset District Bank in uh, Santa, San Francisco. So now, now they release a video on television of her holding you know, a rifle in a bank and they're robbing the bank. And she yells out, I am Tanya you know, get out of my, or up, 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 or something like that. Um, she yells, I'm Tanya, up, up, up against the wall, you motherfuckers. So she definitely wants everybody to know who she is. She knows she's being videotaped. And she wants to, you know, make sure they people know that she is part of this group. Okay? Two men entered the bank while the robbery was in occurring and were, were shot and wounded by the SLA. At this time, General, Attorney General William B. Sachse said that Hearst 
was a common criminal and not a reluctant participant in the bank robbery. So now they're announcing to the world that, you know, she is she's, um, doing this on her own. On May 16th, 1974, the manager at Mel's Sporting Goods in Inglewood, California, observed a minor theft uh, by William Harris. This is one of the uh, other members of this group and his wife who were shopping um, there and he had stole something and they waited for him to get outside and they went out and tackled him, the security guard and the manager of the place. And so Tanya was in, Tanya or Patty was in a van outside. She was going to be the getaway driver, right? So she takes a automatic rifle and starts shooting this building up above their heads, right? And the manager actually started to go after her, but then he, she started shooting towards him. So anyway, they uh, they kidnap these two people and uh, take they take their cars, you know. Mm-hmm. So they um, and for whatever reason, they took two cars and they kidnapped the people that were in their cars. Hearst and the Harris couple oh hijacked the two cars and um, abducted the owners. Police had, at this time, now they figure out this is Patty Hearst that was part of this um, hijack, and they know where these people are staying, so the police go to this place where they're, where they're hang, their headquarters are at. And they don't realize that Patty and these Harris couple are not there yet. They come up to the house after the police are there. So they surround this house and start shooting the house up, and they shot three of them. There were six people inside. They shot three of them. Um, her, the, the guy that uh, DeFreeze, who was the leader of the group, um, commits suicide, and the other two die uh, from the fire. So six people die in this um, shootout, and um, now the warrants are, arrest, are, are out for Hearst um, on several felonies, including two counts of kidnapping. Um, Hearst, what's that? Craziness. Craziness. Do you remember this, Denise? I vaguely, but yeah. I mean, I remember the story because it was on the news. Yeah. Well, in 1974, I'd have been 12. So I definitely remember, I definitely remember at church, you know, the pastor preaching about her and, you know, we wanted prayers for her. And I definitely remember it being on the news. It was a big story. And again, yeah. because my mother was so into pop culture, we were into the story, I guess. Um, but um, uh, Hearst helped to make um, explosive devices. These were used in two unsuccessful attempts to kill police officers during 1975. Uh, Mark's money was found, when she was found, let's step back a bit. So now they go to this house. They think they're in there. And so now for a couple of weeks, the news are reporting that they think she's dead because they think she's in this house. But it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, literally a couple of weeks after this, she's just out walking around shopping and, you know, just like a normal person. And somebody spots her and calls the police. And they follow her and they find her in an apartment. Um, and... 
when they find her in the apartment, there's marked money found in the apartment. Um, she was arrested that linked to the SLA armed robbery of the bank, the bank that they robbed. They find some of this marked money in this um, thing. But also when they robbed the bank, uh, the last bank, she was the getaway driver in and the there bank. was a lady who had four kids. So now they've, now they've murdered a civilian who had four kids. Um, and September 18th, 1975, then, um, Hearst was arrested in San Francisco, um, and this, again, was the apartment of another member. While being booked into the jail, Hearst listed her occupation as urban guerrilla. She hmm. asked her attorney to reply to the following message. Tell everybody that I'm smiling, that I feel free and strong, and I send my greetings and love to all the sisters and brothers out there. And during all these weeks, it's actually 19 months, you know, she's calling her parents and telling them, it starts out, you know, I'm fine, don't worry about me. But by the end of this time, it's all, you know, um, how disappointed she is at them as this political family with all this money. And there's all these people who are starving to death. And, you know, they're not, they need to give their money to these people. And, you know, so that her, and it's all hate. So her, she completely mm -hmm. changed her attitude. Um, um, at the time of her arrest, Hearst weighed 87 pounds. And she was described by a psychologist in 1975 as a low IQ um, and affect a zombie. So she was just kind of zombied out. Short after her arrest, doctors recorded signs of trauma. Her IQ was measured at 112, whereas it had previously been 130. Hearst wrote in her memoir, she wrote a book after all this, um, Every Secret, Secret Thing in 1982, I spent hours going over my SLA experiences with Robert Lifton of Yale University. Lifton authored of several books um, on being coerced in uh, through in through war as a war prisoner. You know, so he was a kind of a professional. He wrote many books about being people being coerced as a war prisoner and how you know you know. People can all of a sudden start. They have that Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome, or they to start, you know, feeling for their their captors. You know, people that captured it. Yeah. So after some weeks in custody, Hearst um, uh, reputed her story. So now she's been in custody a couple times for a couple of weeks, and now she does about faith and said, "No, I was kidnapped. Um, this uh, both of those guys were." raping me and you know keeping me in a closet and the um one of the female survivors were saying that her and this um uh both of those guys actually were lovers you know they it wasn't a forced mm -hmm. relationship you know she was they were together um and um and that you know she was saying that she was drugged and um you know 
and they tried to play her attorney tried to really play it up that you know she was drugged and not really knowing what she was doing and she really was just mm -hmm. doing what she was told to do um he was uh but that attorney um he wanted her he told her like don't talk to nobody don't you know talk to any psychiatrist we want to totally make this look like this is all effect of your being because you were on all these drugs they're giving you that your judgment was um re was off but then um she kind of got rid of that attorney and f lee bailey if you guys heard of him he's a pretty famous attorney um took over and he used the coercion um and distress um at the time um and he he you know sold them on she was brainwashed into doing all this stuff right. you know mm -hmm. um but one of the uh, big things that that her the uh, prosecuting attorney attorney said was and it really kind of shifted the 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 decision was this was a group of mostly women there was eight women and four men and they were all mm -hmm. feminine so they were like, there's no way they would stand for these guys to be raping her, you know. Right, they would have right. not allowed that to happen. And um, and he had a lot of, you know, and obviously she's on, you know, she's recording conversations saying, you know, you know, you know, you fascist people, you know, and you know, yeah. being part of the group. So um, in court, Hearst made a poor impression and appeared to be lethargic. An Associated Press reported uh, tributed to this state of this because of her um, the drugs she was taking in jail, being given in jail. She also had like a a, a collapsed lung while she was in jail, and um, you know she had a lot of health problems. She ended up being you know um, she went to jail for she got 22, 22 months. years in jail. No, twenty two. She ended up being in twenty two months. She got a thirty five year sentence, which was reduced to seven years, and then. They gave her after 22 months. They gave her time served in jail, and then Bill Clinton, after all those years, you know, totally, it's not on the record anymore. So she can vote. She can be, you know, other right. things. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, since then, she's been. Um, she wrote a book and. There's been a movie, a few movies. She's an actress, of course, um, mm -hmm. and she is also um, oh, another thing that they said during her defense. Uh, this was, was the time of it was 1974, so we were going through Nixon resigning as president. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things was, going on similar to this in the time, and actually, they had a thousand bombings for similar situations that was kind of like a trend going on at the time like set of school bombings now it was like these groups would get yeah. together they weren't big groups but they would go bomb college campuses and stuff to try to get attention mm -hmm. to their cause well, it's kind of like a trendy thing to do at the time and so um but he this um this fe bailey brought up the fact that um this was um um during um, um georgetown you know, where mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of his name now, um, took 900 people and they all committed Jim suicide. Jones. Jim Jones. Jim yeah. Jones. Jim, Jim Jones. Jones. I'm sorry. Jonestown. Not George Jonestown. Jonestown. <laughs> well, Jonestown. Jones isn't Jonestown the town they put in 
Johannesburg. It's I, Johannesburg, but it's Jonestown. Jonestown. Yeah, because it's Jim Jones. So, okay. So yeah, one of his defense is like if this one guy can brainwash nine hundred people to mm-hmm. commit suicide, why couldn't these twelve people right. commit right. You know, convince her? So, which was true. Um, yeah, and also uh, John Wayne. Yeah, a lot see? of the um, the, That's what the I was uh, actors and pop okay. jumped on John Wayne. John Wayne was a actor at the time, and he also said, you know, he believed her, and so a lot of the uh, uh, famous actors at the time believed him too. Of course, their defense was, you know, well, yeah, because the Hearsts are paying you to make your movie. Of course, right. you're going to right, like, right, uh, right. That's what um, I was thinking. So, yeah. So Jimmy Carter, um, after 22 months, gave her serve time and. Um, yeah. Oh, so then after, you know, she played in a lot of movies with um, uh, John Waters. You know who he is? He made a lot of those, mm-hmm. cr- like, Cry Baby and a lot of those kind of weird movies. Hairspray. So she, Hairspray, she worked on a lot of those. Um, Cry, Berry, Cry Baby, Serial Mom, um, Pecker, Cecil D, Dirty Shame, um, Biodome. Uh, second best, Pie in the Sky, Biodome, Biodome. Yeah. So she played in a lot of movies, and then she also played in TV. She kind of, you know, was a uh, uh, guest in TV shows like Frasier and Lord Pie of the and Veronica Mars and things like that. So, oh, and then finally, in 1974, singer, author, songwriter Patti Smith. No, of course. Uh, reimagine the 1974 cover of um, Jimi Hendrix, Hey Joe, and she kind of redid the song about Patti Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Patti mm-hmm. Hearst. Patty so, um, Patti Hearst. Patti Smith. Did too many Patties in one. Hearst. Yeah. Patti Smith took a Jimi Hendrix song, revamped it into a song about Patti Hearst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, it was a huge, huge story. I mean, people who talked about it for years and all the, you know, television, you know, the talk show people were always talking about Patty Hearst and who who believed her, who didn't believe her. And, and I don't think they ever really decided, you know, did she or didn't she belong to her. And really, either way you could go with the, you know, her being a yeah. old rotten, you know, white female entitled just wanted to rebel, yeah. you know, and maybe got caught up in it, didn't realize people were going to get murdered, you know, and killed and right. stuff. Or maybe she was totally innocent and, you know, they took advantage of her. But I thought the really That's weird thing of- was that these people were nobody. I mean, you could have took, yeah, your yeah. mother could have took them down. You know what I mean? Like, they were nobody. Yeah. They were just really acting. Well, I can, well like I, you said, for the time, they weren't because it was so trendy and like there was so many groups that were doing the exact right. same thing. They made it sound like they were big and important. And really when they found them and they were just college students, you know, just, well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what does, I can't remember what, but the John Bonet Ramsey, uh, ransom letter, it states a group mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. So it's kind of like the same thing where, right. They just kind of make up this group to sound 
right. important right. or right. like they've got right. a lot of people right. and then that's just there to basically have a, a standing in right. the like right. 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 right idea i can see yeah. it as she faked her kidnapping or whatever to be part of this group because she just wanted to be part of the cause or if they did kidnap her and then she realized oh I want to help, you know, coming from a wealthy family. It's I hard want to, to say. Help, it's hard to say but... because I can see where she's a young 19-year-old girl and she's probably yeah. been protected from life and now she goes off right. to college and she meets these people right. and they're just coming up with this idea for fun. She's mm -hmm. like, yeah, right. that'd be cool. We do this and that. And they kind of got into it and then it yeah. spiraled. It kind of spiraled. And or, maybe all of the, the, other the way whole around. group of the, but maybe the whole group of, you know, the whole sla group they're like hey this would be a fun little thing to do not thinking because of who her family is that it would spiral out of control and like when right. her grandfather got the two million dollars right. worth right. of food or whatever they're like oh shit now what do we do now we got to make it look real but i could also see it the other yeah. way around where she actually was kidnapped right. and then given some kind of you know like acid you know kind of thing where it's she's in this days, well, we or... know that people can. We know that people get that yeah, well, I, kidnapped, I, I, and they have sympathy for their kidnappers, yeah. and they kind of yeah, Stockholm syndrome, yeah. But that's right. what I was thinking. When especially in the situation, but like um, when she was in that van, yeah, when she was in that van shooting up the store, she could have easily just drove off. I mean, nobody was holding her there. Right. You know, she was in the van by herself. But also, right. But also, I think, too, that, like, when you, you were talking about, like, how she was given the option, we could kill you or you could join us. And, of course, she's going to join. And then and then she's right. given the option of you can leave or you can join us. Well, at that point, if I was already given the option of being killed or joining, I would think that, oh, they're saying that I could leave. But if I say right, I leave, right. they're going to kill really me. Right. They're gonna you know? and then, right. right. And then there's so many, I mean, I, you know, like. And it kind of, it is weird with, you know, the feminist women being part of this and stuff too, but there's so many instances where women or, you know, men too, but people say with an abusive partner, even though they could leave, they have opportunities to leave, right. but they're scared that they're going to be found. And if she's basically like, let's face it, she's basically like a, you know, a celebrity, like a socialite, you know, kind of person, you right. know, like. People knew who she was, mm -hmm. so it's not like her family was. She was right, and that's something too. Like she could have been scared that they were gonna like, oh, we're gonna kill your grandfather, we're gonna kill your mom. We know who you are. I, the I don't know because... and they have a castle in California that you can, you know, now you can go and do tours of both of those places. But it's like right. they were well-known people, well-known locations. Right. I don't. I. I. And like I said, it could go either way. But I can, I in my mind, so these people kidnap me. I'm a wealthy person. Right away, you think she'd be able to see these people are a bunch of idiots. These are not real. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> well, yeah, but we're gonna kidnap also, you for just food because you're wealthy form, doesn't mean you know, you're educated. They didn't ask for any money or anything like that. They just wanted him yeah. to feed the poor, and right. So you think right away it'd be like these people are idiots. I'm, if I leave here, I've got the world out to try to find me or that's going to help right. me. It's not like a typical woman being, you know, captured by her husband and yeah. she really has nobody to go to. The 
world is looking for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but I, I, I also think people have different fight or flight. You know, like they they react differently in those kind of situations because that's something too. Like for me, like if somebody tried to kidnap me, I don't think that I would just like go willingly. I'm gonna put up a fight. I'm gonna do as much right. damage. I'd rather die than be taken, kind of thing. But some people may just like freeze and then they like okay i'll do it i'll do whatever you tell me to do you know so right i think it's uh but i think because i've well, seen the movie i not in the way i was looking at i don't think she really had a clue what was going on like they, they come in right. there they grab her she's in a robe and she's kind of like what what's going on you know right and her but her boyfriend books out the back door <laughs> yeah that's a good and she ends up marrying her um, a bodyguard mm. and i think they're still married now and she has kids now that are in their 20s mm -hmm. i just think yeah well, i don't know yeah I think it's, it's kind of a weird situation because it could be like you said she's 19 in college trying to be on her own but she could also just because she's wealthy doesn't mean that she's really educated and you said that she had an iq of 130 but how much money did right, that IQ right. get? You know, like how much money was paid for that IQ right, originally? Right. You know, so that's something yeah, too. Right. Is that I mean, look at um, oh shoot, what's her name? Lori Lachlan or Laughlin or whatever. The um, yeah. Becky the Re Rebecca from Full House. Mm -hmm. They paid to get right. their kids into college. You know, on like a rowing scholarship or whatever. You know, so it's like. It, it just got messed you know, up right. that was situation that's well all. that was well and that's something too that that this was in the 70s you know that whole situation with Lori lachlan i don't know what her what name i can't think of her name but that was yeah. just you know recently so it's you know i'm sure it happens all the time she just got caught because it was the yeah. same too and with Berkeley college or, um Berkeley College has always been known for, you know, protesting and, right, you know, right. rights and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I think it was something that I think she maybe was really kidnapped. I think maybe she knew the group beforehand. And I even think, like, with them being actors, I think this was just kind of supposed to be a publicity stunt to them. Like, get right. their names out right. and the, the the group is recognized and then even like look at patty like yeah it's unfortunate but she did gain success from this um right. so i right. think this was supposed to be kind of like uh get your names out in the public and i think it did i think it just did spiral um but i also i don't know i believe with the fact that she was like 87 pounds i think there was some form of i don't want to say torture but like manipulation yeah that's involved because like to the to me that sounds like manipulation of she's either sleep deprived she's food deprived and those things can cause a lot of mental trauma right, and right, it right. can affect somebody a lot and it, it, in many many cults that is how they control people is basically right. sleep depriving them yeah. um starving them and it it changes the person's thought process right. yeah so i think i don't know it, I think it started off as kind of something that was just supposed to, even if Patty wasn't specifically involved in it, I think it started off as something that was just supposed to kind of get garner attention and bring mm -hmm. attention to these people. 
and you know use a a semi-celebrity that they could find on campus yeah it just kind of spiraled had a cause you know they just wanted to right right homelessness and feeding homelessness so easy going on let's let's do this yeah 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 yeah. Uh, i just remember i I remember the story very well i remember the 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 country being you know just in shock that she'd been kidnapped and poor patty and prayed for her and then when she started releasing these tapes saying you know i am one of them you know and and it was you know i don't remember exactly what it but you know like power to the pay or i don't know that kind of going on people were just outraged i mean outraged that you know they spent time worrying about her and it's really just a spoiled brat you know pulling some prank and then people were being murdered killed by for it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so and then by the time she got arrested and then she says well no i wasn't i was just being brainwashed and well now people were totally confused and i don't think people ever really did get to the point where they believed it one way or the other right well i i mean i get it because if she had been any other race in the world if she hadn't been rich this wouldn't be Mm -hmm. as big a deal the story yeah it wouldn't be the story it was like they wouldn't have put so much effort into finding her they wouldn't have it on the news every single day you know and then even they wouldn't have kidnapped somebody that wasn't because of her name but still even like people get kidnapped every day by groups terrorist groups or you know revolutionary groups and they don't get this they don't garner this much attention or even when they do get caught maybe uh you know complying with these groups or being involved in these groups their sentences do not get you know changed they don't get expunged from their records you know you know why does she get to basically I, I don't truly believe yeah. that she did this purposely. I don't think she they went out there to murder people purposely. But, you know, why does she get to have an expunged right. record? She gets to be a, a voter, even though well, she served time. Even though even though she's been convicted of this crime. Her, I don't know if you guys ever... Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever seen her on television or not, but she's a very nice, pleasant... You know, you would never think this person did this, you know. Oh, yeah, I know. And she I'm pretty sure I, I want to say she's, like, friends with Chelsea Handler, the comedian. And she used to be on mm-hmm. Chelsea's show a lot. Um, oh, really? Friends. Probably. And she does. She seems like a very nice person, but that doesn't, like, it doesn't excuse the behavior. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. It doesn't. It's not like, oh, well, she's a nice person, so she didn't mean to murder somebody. Yeah. Like, that doesn't matter. She's yeah. the one who shot this person and the person died. Right. It's right. holding, yeah. She holding never murdered anybody. She personally oh, never murdered. Oh, I thought she shot the, the she, woman. No. No, no, no. She never oh, killed okay. anybody. But she was, because um, she was really went to jail for kidnapping. They kidnapped two people. And mm-hmm. bank robbery. They um, robbed two banks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, yeah, but that goes back to what Cassie is saying. There's other people that just robbed a bank and they're they didn't get pardoned by the president, right? I well, think a lot of it does go back to you what family she came and, from, yep. yeah. And I'm sure she got pardoned because, yeah, well, they were pardoned, yeah. it was a payoff of some sort, yeah. Um, 
I, I do believe that this was, uh, whether it started off this way or not, I believe that by the end there was coercion and mental trauma right. inflicted on her. But, so I, you know, I do feel bad for her. I think this was a tragedy for her, but that doesn't excuse behavior. Right. And See, maybe, to me, uh, I, I to me it's the other way around. I think if I got kidnapped by these people, it wouldn't take me long to figure out that these 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 people are like not. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the longer I'm there, the more I can say how stupid they are. They really were dumb people. You know what I mean? It wasn't like right. they had a even had a plan, you know. I don't think right. they ever thought it would go that far. And they were just kind of like, mm -hmm. okay, now what do we got to do? I mean, we've got to, yeah. you know, like let's plan a robbery and let's make sure that we're known. We see are seen there because we got to continue this. I would be like, listen, guys, I'm out. You're probably not going to really kill me anyhow. So I'm just walking up. <laughs> I don't know. Just mm -hmm. seems weird. Yeah, I can see it as because they're a group of like actors. She was from a rich family, but wanted to make it a name for herself, not just be William Randolph's her granddaughter and great granddaughter. granddaughter. She, you know, she wanted to, you know, do something for like a charity cause and make a name for herself. Well, it was before it, it spiraled out. Those hadn't right, come along. But, then, but it like spiraled out of control, and I think yes. Um, but I think it just kind of spiraled out of control kind of a situation. And then I'm assuming that there it's in the seventies, there's drug use, but maybe it, you know, the other people in the group got too big of an ego from it and too much power right, from true. it. And then she couldn't get out at that point either. And that's when, you know, that's true. Kind of, maybe so when it started kind of, spiraling, she, they kind of like, they kind of yeah. blamed her instead of. Yeah, back right. down. So, but yeah, this was yeah. before sex tapes. Oh. Right. So, you know, you do what you can do to get famous. <laughs> yep. You didn't have a, a mom selling those sex tapes to the, um, to the right. news right. media places either. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There's crazy people in our world. And there's always going to be crazy people in the world. Yes. Yeah. There is. Yes. And and the, another weird thing was, you know, this was such a media event on the news daily. And guess who owned the media? Her grandfather. Her grandfather. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Maybe, maybe this was all his plan. He was just trying to sell papers. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the paper is dying. Oh. You know, let's make this a big story. Patty, we need somebody to take one for the team. Well, here, here's my theory. He was behind all of it. She was really kidnapped. She didn't know anything about it. He got that loan for $2 million, but he's like, $2 million. I'm a billionaire, anyways. I own the media. <laughs> So let's make right. this whole story a big thing. And it's just bringing in, you, you get a loan for $2 million, but the story brings in $10 million, So right. you made money off of it. Right. right. There's my right. theory. That's my theory. Her parents, her parents were literally on the news every day, you know, giving interviews and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they were probably getting paid for it. So there, that is my theory. That is my <laughs> now, theory. her parents, her it was her grandfather that owned the media, and this was right, just her yeah, father. Yeah, right. yeah. no, because, I, yeah, yeah. But I'm oh, sure 
he's still written into a will, isn't he? And I remember at the time too. He was like the the father was like, "This is my dad's got the money. I don't have four hundred million dollars to give." You know, I think, and, um, yeah. which I I'm pretty yeah, kidding, but you know, he can get the money somewhere. Fund. Yeah, yeah, right. And when his dad dies, he's getting money too. But but even like what grandfather's gonna let their grandchild right, right, be right. abducted? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right. Well, there are crazier people, you know. Well, they're crazier people, but when you're I, in that's that... my theory. That is my new theory, though, is that her grandfather was behind all of it, and it spiraled out of control because he hired <laughs> actors who were idiots and didn't have a high IQ, and then it just okay. got all out of hand, and he said, I don't know what so, to do. <laughs> we really need to get this this show rolling, so somebody's going to have to take a hit. Here. So we can get a defamation lawsuit? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Where's your for entertainment purposes only sign now? This is my theory. This is, okay, this is the episode that needs to go up. <laughs> Next week we're looking for. <laughs> uh, I'm not here. You know why? <laughs> uh, anyways. You, there are people that have done yeah. this, though. Oh, yeah, so, there's, yeah, yeah this isn't like, I'm not saying she's, you know, the most evil person in the world, but I don't think she, she should have got off so easily. Yeah. Like, I don't think she should have served jail time, but I don't think, I don't know, I, don't, I just don't like the idea that her, like, record was expunged when, like, yeah, she, was hard she clearly was idea. involved. Yeah. Right. Like, whether right. it was, yeah, it, I don't feel like it was like that much against her will. Like if she had said like I they had just drugged me up so much I just wasn't clearly thinking like mm -hmm. I was manipulated and I you know I did it but I you know I just don't like the idea of her saying like it was like, I was doing it against my will because mm -hmm. you, like you said dad like she was in the van by she herself. Was, she had a gun like she had and even you know, after she opportunities. Got arrested, even as, after she got arrested it took her a couple of weeks to say Oh no, they were, you know. Well, even before she was arrested, when people thought she was dead and she's just out in public doing random things, like right, if you right. had been that traumatized, well, I, I don't say that she's not traumatized, yet, but like if it had been that big of a deal for you and you weren't willingly doing it, why wouldn't you go to an authority at any time? And it kind of goes back to during uh, those weeks. It kind of goes back to maybe she, her IQ was bought her IQ level was bought because that's something too. Like you did all that kind of stuff. And then the people, everybody thinks you're dead. Like if you want to get away with it, Scott free, why wouldn't you like get a fake ID, flee the country, you know, kind of thing. Right. Go somewhere or change your name permanently, you know, like figure something out. Right. And, and, and the whole time this is going, she's very aware that the country is watching looking for her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, you know, that this is a new story because they're watching the news every night. And she's, right. called, you know, leaving messages, reporting on news that she thinks. So it wasn't like she could say, well, I didn't realize the world was in uproar over me, you know, kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird situation. Yeah, because, yeah, how do you, how do you, like, prove somebody was brainwashed or not? Kind of. A, right. I mean, I'm sure that there's psychologists that are able to, to do it, at least to do it now. To know, you know, some kind of 
methods well, of being able to prove she it. She had right? psychologists on both sides. Some were saying she did and some were saying she didn't, you know. Right. So it just depend on the psychologist. Yeah. And I don't think I'm saying she wasn't brainwashed. I'm just saying that, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, I, even if she's brainwashed, like, you're there. Like, if I was brainwashed to doing, committing a crime, like, I'd still feel like I needed to serve time. Like, I wouldn't say, like, well, I did it against my will. Like, even if I was brainwashed, brainwashed. Like, I did it. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't That's know. Yeah, but to me, though, too, and maybe this is, like, to each its own, but if I was brainwashed and then I realized it come to and realize what I did and the actions that I had in a in a murder or whatever, you know, or bank robbery, I would yeah. feel so upset about it, just morally, like, I did that. Right. Like, how can you live with yourself in that moral sense, in the ethical sense? Mm. But... Well... There's been many cases where women have, you know, killed their children because they were brainwashed. And that's a recent one right now where this or woman. Postpartum. Well, no, she met up with some guy. and Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So they're going to kill their children before the world ends kind of thing. And, I, and then they went and on vacation. Children. And then they went like for, I think, like a year before they ever found the kids or, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so obviously she was brainwashed. So is she? You know, does she get That's away another with it? thing, though. Too, yeah. Like to me, like as a mom, how would you be able to live with yourself for the rest of your life, knowing right. that even though you were brainwashed, you were brainwashed to that point where you were going to kill your child? I mean, that's that's something right. too. Like a postpartum, it kind of goes with postpartum. A postpartum mother who kills her kids. Just because, I mean, it's proven fact that your hormones are make you crazy with postpartum stuff. And postpartum depression is a real thing, you know. But, you know, like, if a mom has postpartum depression and kills her kid from that, she's still going to go to jail for murder. It doesn't matter that her her hormones are out of whack. And there's an actual scientific reason why she was the way she was. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think even like well the rape thing, you know, I think to, in today's time we kind of define rape as something way different than back then. Like I yeah, think back, back then, then it was right. very much like it had to be completely against your will, like you were screaming, kicking right. all that stuff. Where now today we mm-hmm. have like a very better understanding of like it could just be coerced rape like you know yeah, she could right. have felt threatened into well, having you know sexual or, or you know relationships right. with these men right even they, back then kept coming, women were they, kept into coming sex. they didn't think of it as a rape right you know i mean right no right you know right they were forced right. into sex daily just dating you know they mm-hmm. were forced right. into sex right and right the, the word rape didn't come into play it was just like right. you made me have sex you know Right. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. agree with that. And so that even that, that, like, it could be after the fact or saying, like, you know, this was, I, you know, I really didn't, like, as much as I, you know, complied with them, I didn't want to have sex with them, and I just felt like I right. had to. Or I, right. I was under the influence of drugs, and I really didn't want to do it, but, you mm-hmm. know, like, that's something, too. Or 
they just kept saying, hey, I'm going to have sex with you. And no, no, no. And then she finally says, fine, let's just get it over with. I mean, in today's society, mm-hmm. that's still considered a rape because the woman's not mm-hmm. or the person is not really willing. But, mm-hmm. but I agree, like back in the 70s, too, you know, a husband really wasn't ever considered raping their wife for forcing their wife to have sex. But in today's right. society, that is, you know, like, right. no means no. And a headache means go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to be around you. Okay. Yeah. That was a good That was a good, good one. Yeah. Story. Yeah. I was uh, I, to, like, I never heard about the angle of how stupid they were until I'm doing this reporting. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean even I was just even told I did this report. I'm thinking this organization was you know global or you know mm-hmm. big you know it was just a bunch of college kids you know like it was 12 there was 12 of them you know and and i'm thinking and like the whole name would we call it that's not even a word it's not they just totally right. made up their own word and um it's probably all the the 12 people's names just well, it's together. supposed to be like synchronized Some or something to do us being synchronized or something, but they totally made up their own word, you know, just it's and yeah, they had no agenda, they had no plans, no, you know, you know, they were just kind of winging it, you know, which really didn't work in her favor, in my mind, because I'd be like, no. yeah, no, people are, good. I'm I getting think that's. Well, I, I think that's where a lot of people kind of found problems with, like, clearly this wasn't a very well-organized group. Clearly this was a group claiming to be feminists, you know, made up of right. mostly women. Like, how right. how do they, like, how do they manipulate and brainwash you, you know? Right, right, right. But I think even, I think even at first, you know, the police and the, they were thinking this was a lot bigger than what it was, you know what I mean? Things as right, they started right. you know, yeah. following the yeah. people, they're like, wait a minute, this is just college students, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird and I think one of them was still alive. The Harris one that uh, she was with when they I think she's still alive. And she still claims that her her and that Willie were lovers. They you know they were a thruple? No, no, she married to another guy, but this Willie, the one that she claims oh, was okay. raping her the whole time, she's saying he wasn't raping her. They were a couple, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah. And there was another guy that she was having sex with, and they were a couple first, and then she went to this guy. And That's true. Yeah. Here's the thing is that these two men that she's claiming are raping her are can't argue with her statement you know they're not they're no longer alive to refute right. this right. statement right right that doesn't look good right. for her no and i thought that was a good point when the trial that these are feminists they would not have allowed that to happen you know right right and there were right. women and four men so i thought that i do was like that they are point. they uh classified themselves as an anti-racist group but 
one of the people they, they killed was a black killed. man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they killed. They killed. What started it was they killed the first African American superintendent in Oakland County. Yeah. You know, they killed him. That doesn't. So that doesn't look really good. That, for like, wait a minute. What are you trying to do here? You know. Right. Yeah. And again, because they're so stupid and inexperienced in everything. It's a big story in the news that the first African-American superintendent, they're like, hey, let's go kill him. They don't give us some attention, you know? Yeah. They had no real cause or reason to do it. Well, maybe they were trying to do it and blame it on, you know, some another group or whatever. And there was a twist yeah, to it. Pull a Manson family where it's, they're like right. trying to blame it on somebody else. Yeah. Start of yeah. war. Yeah. Uh, it looks Got like it. they, no, it looks like they can, they put up flyers condemning his recent introduction uh, for identification cards for the schools, calling him a fascist. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it looks like they openly opposed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they got to choose one side, being anti-fascist or anti-racist. Um, and so they chose the anti-fascist. Sometimes that's hard for people. <laughs> choices. I mean, I choices. used to see that in Lansing when we're when you know when we were down there. I used to see a lot mm -hmm. of really young kids that they were out protesting in front of the Capitol, and they didn't have a clue mm -hmm. what they're protesting for. They just wanted to. You know, they wanted to get Be into that. The you know, yeah. I'm young, free. I well, want to protest about something, and they, yeah. you know, they had no real clue what they were talking about. That can go on both sides of, you know, the battle. Mm. But also, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where, you know, a hundred years from now, you want to be able to say, like, I, whether I understood it or not, I fought on the right side of history. So sometimes oh, right. I just exactly. believe that they're going to go out there right. and stand up for the right thing. That's. That's my whole. That's my whole thing about current events. Mm -hmm. That you know what, whether people go to jail or not is really not even the point. But history needs to show that we, you know, stepped in and, and tried to it. take care of. Them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. History also needs to show that we're learning, and not going to repeat it. But well, <laughs> it just keeps repeating. Here we are. We haven't gotten to that point yet. No, we have not. But, okay, but history, uh, 50 years from now, they're going to look at this time and the abortion topic of this time, and it's not going to be like they took back their rights. It's going to be these bunch of fools, these few the old few men. fools yeah. thought they were going to, you know, overturn that, you know. Well, they they're, did. They're the in history. <laughs> yeah, you they keep succeeded. saying they tried and <laughs> they did. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's not gonna last. And yeah, um, we'll see. So uh, who do you think is gonna be the fool in the end? Probably women. Yeah. <laughs> We're the butt the joke. Fifty years Come from on, now, you God. girls will be wearing those bonnets that are out like this, so you can't look. Yep. <laughs> Fifty years from now, 
we'll probably be like hung up and murdered for being witches or something. Yeah. Because we're going to be too <laughs> old to produce babies. They'll, 50 years from now, they'll we'll be, be watching heretics. these videos that we're making right here. And like those radical women, oh my God, they, <laughs> they're horrible. They just thought they could take How are they allowed to talk like that openly? <laughs> yeah. What kind of women were they? <laughs> and what kind of parents did they have for a while? <laughs> yeah. Their and then it was their just parents sitting there letting them talk them. like that. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That'll be fun. They'll be doing little bannings of the uh, family school of thought. will be banned in schools. <laughs> yeah, can't listen to it in school. Well, hopefully nobody younger uh, than the age of eighteen is listening to this because it's an explicit podcast. Yes, so they're not allowed to. We should do a kid-friendly. Kid I don't know like what is really... But then Danielle can participate, too, and be part of one of our conversations. No. <laughs> kid-friendly true no. crime. That sounds like it's a <laughs> real thing. <laughs> we could find something. We could do J John Wayne Gacy. We already brought him up. How about yeah. if, I, if we Let's do teach Danielle about John Wayne Casey? How about we do the, the girl, the twelve-year-old girl, or I don't know how old she was, who murdered her friends? Yeah, yeah, you know, the, the Slenderman killing. Or, yes, so when we do that story, we'll bring Danielle into the conversation <laughs> and like, do you identify with this girl? <laughs> do you, how do you feel about this story? Does it seem realistic to you? It could be fun. You know, like the Tylenol one would have been a, like a cool one for her to be part of. That's a kid-friendly one. Hey. Maybe scare her into school. I was going to say, kid, <laughs> don't ever take anything that you've gotten up from a store because it could be poison. Yeah. It could. It could. You never know. You never know. Yeah, we're leaving the children out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, I mean, Odin comes in every once in a while, so... Eh, he's yeah, too young to under really I understand to it. Sure, I have to always make sure I clarify that he can't hear us because you usually have your right. headphones on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, I'll I'll think of some. Actually, I have a good topic that I think could be kid friendly because it's based off of a cartoon. Oh. Yeah. What be with some butt head or? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no. The family Ed, Ed, guy. Nettie? No, <laughs> it's more on time travel. So, connect. Rick and Morty. No. Rick and Morty. Bob's Burgers. Well, yes. <laughs> the Simpsons. Yes. I like Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It's funny. Time travel, because they they predict the future. Predicted, yeah, they predict. They've been the predicting the future for a long times. time, yeah, multiple times. So there you go. It's gonna be there. <laughs> we just don't know when. I'm gonna sprinkle it in it at some point. There you go. Okay, guys, I think it's probably time to wrap this up. Anybody got anything they want to add to the conversation? Nope. <laughs> thanks okay. everybody for joining us please like and share and give us your thoughts and um, we will see you next week bye everybody
Bye. Bye.